Absorption is podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options podcast. I'm your host, Karen Morrison, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, man. That's can't, good. Can't complain. I mean, I could. <laughs> me, t- me too. I'm fairly but certain I, I've made I that won't. joke many times before as well, but like, you know, I'm not going to, you know. I could always complain. Exactly. It's been another long, long working week. Yeah, that's true. We talk about video games. Another adjacent stuff, which we'll do first. Yeah. Uh, how was your Halloween, Joel? I know you famously love spooky stuff. So how was your Halloween? I mean, I how lo- many how many spooky movies and games did you play? I watched and played none. Um, look, look, uh, yeah, I I I like the idea of spooky stuff, and and to an extent, I do like spooky. We were literally having a conversation before we started recording about whether or not I was like trying to amp myself up to buy one of the games that you're about to bring to the table in this episode, which I won't talk about just yet. Um, so like I have to like really amp myself up for it. Um, but I mean, on the flip side, I did get into the spirit of things because I work in early childhood education. So they, everyone was like, let's do Halloween for a week. And I was like, cool. I got to dress up and wear like fun. I bought a couple of like cool Universal Monsters shirts. Like a cool like, button-up Frankenstein shirt that's pretty dope. Um, I, I'm looking at you because I'm like, you've probably seen them because they were from your workplace. <laughs> um, and the another one with like Creature from the Black Lagoon and Dracula. And it's like they're all dancing and it says creep, the creepy crew. And I'm like, this is kind of fun. <laughs> I like that element of things. Uh, but when you start throwing jump scares into things, <laughs> I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, my, my, my spooky season was, was fun, I guess, is probably the best way of putting it. But how about you, Kyron? It was good. Yep. I managed to watch a few... I managed to watch one scary movie I've been meaning to get to for a while, which yep. was Talk To Me. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. I honestly wish I'd seen it in the cinemas, but was also just happy to finally watch it in general. So that was a good time. I mean, I say a good time. Like... It seems pretty heavy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's like a... a, a a ceiling, I guess, for how much fun you can have watching a horror movie. But I, I, I think I hit that ceiling. I, I can't remember if it's executive produced. I think I've said before executive produced, but I'm. I think it was actually written, like co-written or like, in some way, shape, or form. But like the executive producer of Bluey, um, I think is involved. There is a Daily connection. Yeah, yeah, there is a connection. And like, yeah, he's a like, rad person. I honestly, so cool. I completely forgot how you know. It was Australian. Yeah. Like, but, like, it, it reminded me very quickly of, like, you know, South Australia and, like, yep. Australia screen, or screen and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. We are making good stuff here. Yeah, fucking A we are. So, yeah, that was a great, that was a great watch. I also watched the first two episodes of The Fall of the House of Usher, Need to get which, to again, loved them. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge, like, Edgar Allan Poe maniac, mm. but even without that, I very much have enjoyed what, what I watched of them so far. I'm going to hope to get to the rest of them this weekend, but there's a very good video game yep. that's got me tied down, so I'm not sure if it'll happen immediately. But uh, so far, so good for those. I also did... I started watching it last week, and then finished it this week. I watched Severance. Hey! Oh my god, Kyron. <laughs> oh my god, Kyron. Anyone? There's a lot of people who have said to me, like, you should watch Severance. I think you'd like it. Well, can, come and get your, like, medal, your yep. gold star. Yep. Because I did. Yep. I, I loved it. It's fucking good. To the good. point where after I finished episode nine, I no joke was like off to Google be like, seventh episode ten? <laughs> and he was like, ah, it's a nine episode season. I'm like, yep. nah. Nine episode season. You, you 
very rude of you to do that to me. And I don't even, I can't even remember if like a second season has been. There's a second it season. Is coming. It is yeah. coming. Yeah. It but, got held up by the writer strike. Obviously. Yeah. And then obviously now the, the, the actor strike yeah. as well. Yeah. It's probably going to be, it's going to be a while before we see yeah, it. But probably. Well, that's the thing. Like I can believe got this was a last year show. Yeah. So at least I only I've watched it this year. So the wait for me isn't too bad. If I'd watched it last year, yeah. I probably would be going feral by I now. I think I watched it close. I think to you when did. Came out. I remember yeah. you telling me, and I was, and I, me being me, was just like, yeah, it's a television show. I'll get to it. And it's also fair because it's me saying something. It could, like, I could be no, saying but it's like not, it wasn't anything. just you. A no, lot legit- of people told me. Legitimately though, like for like, if you hear a recommendation from me, everyone at, in our circle of friends now is just like, okay, yeah, sure, Joel, that's fine. Good, good job, good job. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it's, it's vindication when one of those things actually cuts through. I'm just like, I, knew, I told you. Well, it's funny because like the, the the nail on the coffin was I was talking to someone about it whilst we were watching um Josh run yep. Control. They're like. Have you watched Severance? I'm like, no. <laughs> so I came home at like pretty much the following week and my TV was just like, oh, by the way, you've got a three month trial of Apple Plus. I'm like, fine, I guess I'll do it. And it's great. Yep. I also started watching uh, Prehistoric Planet. It's very good as also well. Also amazing. Yeah. D- David Attenborough, Dinosaurs. Yeah, fucking A. Documentary. Yep. I'm in. Yeah, the three Ds <laughs> of life is all you yeah, need. Yeah, <laughs> David Attenborough, Dinosaurs and Documentary. Like, yep. in one nice little package. This, with... is, this is Kyron's Beers Beats Battlestar Galactica <laughs> from The Office. Like... David Attenborough, Dinosaurs <laughs> Documentary. <laughs> Print that on a shirt. Um, so that's really good. Like, overall, I'm kind of devastated at how much I'm enjoying Apple+. Plus. There's a lot of good shit on there. Isn't it going up? I think so. Well, I mean, fucking everything's I know everything's going, going up, like, up, but like, yeah. I thought I heard, but it was going up in a big way. I know Apple Arcade's just going up, or yeah. is going, about to go up. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, with, with Severance 2, I, I mean, obviously I will have to sub. And also, like, there's some good shit on there. Have you watched Shrinking yet? I, I watched the first episode last night and I loved it. good. It's very good. I loved good. it. Yeah, again. It's, 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 it's problematic how much I'm enjoying the content on Apple Plus. It's, yeah, like, again... That's, it that's, is that, not good for me. That is a show that I'm just like, oh, man, this is fucking current. It's fucking... It's... What's his name? Um, Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. Jason Segal. Jason Harrison Segal. Ford. And it's, like, it's it, it's just really yeah. fucking good. It reminded me how much I've missed Jason Segal. Right? It's like, oh. it, And it, it, it... Just to go on a tangent about this show, but like, <laughs> it really walks the line, especially once you get through... You, you start getting through it, of, of like... I only watched the first episode. Yeah, but like of serious actor Jason Segal and and like goofy funny like how I met your mother Jason Segal. It like yeah. it there's there's a part I, don't know, I can't remember if it's in like the first episode or not, but where he lets out a scream that is so martial and it made me so happy. Like <laughs> it just it, it unlocks like some happy oh, memories man. in my chest. Yeah. Great. So the moral of the story is, unfortunately, I'm enjoying a lot of Apple Plus's stuff. Yeah. It's, which yeah. means I guess I might have to try to find a way to budget it in. I don't know how. I've got three months before I have to yeah. worry about that fact. But the, um, I tell you what, the fucking um, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds Christmas movie that they put out last year on it, Spirited, also very good. God. And it is a fun musical and it is also worth your worth <laughs> oh, your time. Jesus. And we are getting into we that. We are heading into Christmas. So I, I watched it last year and I was like, this is like a, this is a classic. This is fun. Exactly what I want from the holidays. Like, yeah, some good shit. Great. I mean, this is speaking of someone who's like my 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 sub has lapsed and I haven't gone back. But this is because I'm like I want to, <laughs> but there's a lot of hoops I have to jump through I know. to get to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's so much. I, I mean, like I said, I started the fall of House of Usher 
I haven't watched the new Castlevania series yet. Mm-hmm. Got Scott Pilgrim in a month. Fucking less than really, less than like, like in two week, weeks. Two yeah. Week. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm not leaving in my room until I finish that, that for no. the season. Fuck no. No. Um. But yes, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. That, <laughs> Apart nice. from playing video games. Nice, nice. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else at the last minute to bring up. No, that's no. it. That's it. So without further ado, I'm oh. going to take us into. I mean. I've been watching Loki and it's really good, but that's oh, yeah, fine. I forgot I didn't ask you. That's fine. I've been no, watching. No, like, so, like, the reason I didn't ask you because I, I was I went from my I Halloween hijack. straight into like what else I've been watching. Yeah, I like a hijack. Sell me on, sell me on Loki. I mean, like it's, it's it's fucking more of it, and it's been again. I'm just a fucking chill. I'm an absolute chill. <laughs> I, but I have like drawn lines. Like I didn't finish watching Secret Invasion because it just wasn't grabbing me. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna give Loki a go, and the first episode just like. Picks up exactly where season one left off, and it's just bang straight into it. And I was like, okay, yeah. okay, cool. And I forgot how much fun it was to be back in that universe with some of those characters. Well, actually, all those characters and some of those characters that are highly terrifying now. Um, yeah, I've heard all about the the one of the recent episodes with Miss Minutes. Is it? Mm. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard about this. Yeah, she's um, um she is something. I get why. Cowards for not showing. Yeah, <laughs> gotta keep that rating, I suppose. It's oh man, there's, like, there's no, have the have the audio. There's some fucking shit. Like oh my god. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm actually really enjoying it, and I I think who knows? Like when I when I walk into the Marvels next week, I might be back on the MCU train for a for a moment for a hot minute, and I'll probably jump back, jump jump in and watch it. But well, it'll it'll be all probably done by then because I think the last episode comes out next Friday it's only six episodes so oh, okay. it's a Perfect. short it's a short run so still like 45 50 minute episodes but like yeah it's a short run so um that is very very good but also I haven't watched it yet but the first four episodes of Invisible Season 2 are out as well today I'm pretty sure I've heard they're again I haven't watched it myself but I saw reviews saying they're like slow burning oh, yeah. building it's, and I'm like I'm down for that because I'm I guess but Having heard that as the pitch for them, I'm like, maybe I'll just wait till part two comes out. I mean, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I got, I got plenty to watch and play and listen to and do. Like, and that's fair. See. That's, and... that's fair. I mean, <laughs> at the very least, Invincible's only half an hour. Yeah, it's true. I'm pretty sure. They're only half hour episodes. So, like, that's two hours. But then, if, again, if it's, like, two hours of, like, of like build building up, I'm like, give me the rest but, See, that universe I'm really excited about, and I'm, like, like building shit in that in that that universe i'm like oh okay i actually need to go back and finish watching gen v as well like i watched the first couple episodes of that and i really enjoyed it well, i have seen some spoilers um, about it. it seems like it gets pretty wild oh uh, yeah i mean like the, the two or three episodes that i watched it was like fuck <laughs> um i was like oh the, the opening scene of the first episode i was watching it i sat down i was like oh, yeah, i watched gen v and it started and things happened and i went Oh, that's right. This is in the boys' universe. Okay, all right. I've got to get myself into that mindset now. I just have to take a deep breath and prepare myself for that. Um, but yeah, uh, but Loki, I, it's very good. There's a, there's a new episode out right now as we're recording. I'm gonna go home and watch it tonight um, because the end of the last episode. Um, there is. I, I feel like Loki could have implications for much greater things that are for the greater good. Unless I think. unless Marvel chickens out. Which they could, but <laughs> I really hope they don't. And I really hope that this is, they do the comic book thing. Let's just, I'll put it that way. And if you know, you know, that's what I'm hoping. But anyway, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Okay, then. Yeah. 
Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Like, again, like I said, I, I, because I'd rolled straight from Halloween into what I've been watching, <laughs> the, the, the Joel side of a discussion, which is like, woo. And I was very excited to talk about the stuff yes, that you were yeah. like, talking about, so it's fine. Uh, well, then now, without further ado, I'm going to take us, take us across to the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So the quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment. And uh, we've been playing some games. And Joel, I'm going to let you go first because I've got two spooky games yep. in my back pocket that I'll, that I'll bring up. But Joel, tell me about David Diver. All right. All right, David Diver, I've only spent a very, very small amount of time with it. but um, Still more than me. I, mean, I, had, I, I had the demo downloaded and just never got around to playing it. Yeah, so I, I played the demo um, and didn't finish the demo. I got to a point where I was like... You're like, I'm good. I was like, yeah, yeah. this game's good. I'm going to get it. Uh, so like, I, I'm just going to hold off. Um, obviously, David Diver's been out for a while now on PC. Um, I can't remember if it came out this year or last year. I feel like it was the end of last year. David Diver, I think... That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I think it was, because it reviewed really well, didn't it? It did, yeah. And, like, anyone who's played it is like, this game fucking rules. And, like, again, from the, the two or so hours, two or three hours that I've played of it... Um, it was, yeah, last October, pretty much yep. a year ago. Yep. Um, so the reason why I'm playing it now is because it uh, just launched on Switch uh, about a week ago. So um, it is out now on Nintendo Switch. Um, and, yeah, it's basically you played the titular Dave the Diver. He's like a diver that like goes around and like finds things. Um, he has a, 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 I guess, friend called Cobra, who like is it a cobra? No, he's okay. just shady as fuck though. Like <laughs> as some, like honestly, if you tell if you tell me you know a person named Cobra, yeah. I'm gonna assume they're shady. He's like he's like silver fox hair with like sleeve tattoos and a Hawaiian shirt. That tracks. Like, that tracks. That's like, sound, you know what? That sounds like a cobra. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're a fucking sketchy ass, but like kind of lovable in a way. Um. Uh, and he has a friend who runs, like, a sushi restaurant um, at this, like, cove. I can't remember exactly where it is locationally. I don't know if it has, like, a, a point, like a geolocation or anything like that. Um, but basically what happens is you go there because he's starting up this restaurant. Like, he's about to open it. And it's like, he's this amazing sushi chef. Um, but, like, he needs fish. So he asks you to go help figure. out. Yeah. He asks you to help out by, like, go diving and catch fish. And that's sort of where the, the, the general basis of the gameplay hook is uh, sort of centred. Because um, I'll touch on the other part later. But So basically, you go through and you um, you dive down, you go out in your boat, you dive down, and it's like a side-scrolling sort of like... like roguelite, basically. Um, so you're going down into the depths. You've got like an air meter, so you've got to keep that monitor like that to make sure that your not running out of air because if you run out of air then you get sent back to the surface and I think you only get to keep one item that you've collected for while you're down there oh brutal yeah I mean it's, again it's roguelike yeah, it's, actually, actually, that's a it's good point. pretty like uh, that's actually pretty lenient if, <laughs> if, if, honestly if that, normally it's just like that no, fuck you you're done like go back to the start um you can find like little air like canisters down there that can like extend your air uh, and things like that it also has like a time system as well Basically, you go down there, uh, and on the switch you use, you hold, you have like a harpoon gun, so you use A to like start the aiming mechanic. You can only aim sort of to your side in like a small arc, and you use the left stick to aim, and then you use the ZR to shoot. So, like, you start the aiming with A, you aim, then you shoot. 
So there's like a bit of a process and it sort of takes a while to get your head around, especially when you're like trying to fumble if there's like fish swimming away from you. Um, and uh, you've also got like a, like a melee weapon as well, which at first is a knife, but you can pick up things down there on your runs. Like I picked up like a, I think it was called like a cheap Japanese sword, which was just like a, like a, rep, a cheap knockoff replica, replica like Katana. Um, it gives like all these the items have like different stats and bonuses and stuff like that. Um, so as you get to the, you, you go down and find some fish, you go back to the sushi restaurant and you open the sushi restaurant that night, you give all the fish to the chef. And he's just like, you're going to run the place for me. You're going to, you're going to be the, the main waiter. And he's like, what? I'm a fucking diver. So you end up running, uh, out, like running orders out. So oh, he will like cook the the orders. Um, and you, before you even do that, you set your menu. So like, all the stuff you've caught, it'll say, all right. So what, what's that game where you run the shop? Is that Moonlighter? Kind of. Kind of like, yeah, sort of kind like, of like Moonlighter meets Overcooked, I guess, but you're not cooking. You're, you've got... you're running the food. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like a, a mixture of both of those. Uh, instead of like where, where Moonlighter was a little bit more passive, where you just wait for people to come into your shop. Oh, even, and, unless there are thieves. And, unless there are thieves, <laughs> yeah. But this one, like, you're waiting for people to come in and sit down, but then you've got to go, they'll have like a little speech bubble, a little pop above their head of what they want. Yeah. And, and it'll, like, the chef just keeps making sushi. So you just go over, you pick up what you want, you go back. And depending on what you're serving is how much money it is and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's also another little mechanic in there as well. Sometimes um, customers will ask for a, like, uh, miso soup. Uh, or like a green tea, and so you go over there and you've got to use the right stick to like pour, a pour out the the. the I like that. It's 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 neat. It's the only one I've encountered so far. And again, I'm very early on. I don't know if there's any more little like mini mini micro games like that. Um, it's not a bad not a bad idea like to sort of break things up. So you're just not running back and forth, yeah. like delivering things. Something different is good. Um, and it's good if you if you you get to them and give them that that sort of that green tea you get like a, um, they'll give you a bigger tip. So you earn a bit more money at the end of it as well, um, which you can use to put into uh, fixing the sushi restaurant because after the first night, there's a giant earthquake that happens um, and the sushi restaurant conveniently gets destroyed. So you've got to help oh, make all that. Of course it does. Um, but it also opens up like this weird blue, like abyss in the middle of this um, like awesome key that you're in essentially. Um, but that's actually kind of, I guess the only reason they've, they've sort of done that is because one, it's convenient for like helping to rebuild the restaurant, but two, it's also how they introduce like the procedurally generated idea of a roguelike. So they're like, people, they're like, well, apparently people keep going down there, but like, it's different every time they go down there. And that's all it said. And you're like, all right, cool. Um, you meet more characters as you go along. So I've met like a guy who, who makes guns for you as well, because, you can actually just get straight up guns as well as your sure because and they make a joke of it it's like hey how about a gun and Dave's like whoa hey like what do I need a gun for they're like there's gonna be like some aggressive fish down there you might need something that's a bit heavier than a harpoon to like reel it in and he's like okay yeah fair enough (laughs) all Um, right sure so you build you can build guns with stuff like scrap metal and wood and things that you find down while you're diving um, you can also find weapons and things down there and items. Those break when you come to the surface, again, because roguelike, but also they say, like, it's, you know, they were left down there for so long, they're actually quite fragile. So that when they're brought up to the surface and they hit, like, fresh air, they sort of 
dissolve, like dissolve essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very cute in the way that they sort of deal with all the the, the roguelike elements to it. But um, as like that, like using the harpoon gun to catch fish, like once you latch onto a fish, I don't know if you have to like circle the the stick or not, or whether you have to hold back in the opposite direction. But you've got to try and reel it in. And sometimes if it's a strong fish, um, it'll pop up with like a a meter that you've got to mash a to sort of like fill up. Um, you can turn off the mash a part. That's a good idea. Yeah. So it is in the, the options where it's like if you don't, if you hate those kinds of things, where you're like, fucking. But also if you just if you can't, if you can't unable, and also if you can't yeah, as well, it's, it's good accessibility. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So uh, and then yeah, you catch fish. You've got like weight limits as well of how much you can carry back up. If you get over encumbered, you move a lot more slowly. Um. So you can still make your way back, but it, I was gonna say, is there a limit to how many fish you can take with you, or is it literally just for weight? It's just the weight. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's neat. So, um, so basically, it's risk-reward, risk I guess, in that sense. And it is like... I am so, very greedy, so that's going to go very badly for me. And because it is the whole idea of, like, well, how far down you want to go before. There's also escape pods as well. Um, if you find an escape pod, you can, like, hold A over that if you're, like, running out of air, and it will take you straight back to the surface. Nice. Um, which is really cool. So if you find one of those, like, sort of go, all right, cool. I'm going to come back here, just looking at my how much oxygen I've got. Um the light, like, resource management is actually quite fun and not tedious and, like, cumbersome. Um, and, and, yeah, you meet other people as well that are, like, asking for certain things. Like, this one guy who who is, like, a, a like a like some sort of archaeologist or is it into, like, ancient civilizations and says there's, like, this civilization that used to live on the bottom of the ocean, like, 1,500 years ago or whatever. Um, something about it around here. Can you keep an eye out for any artifacts while you're down there? So, like, while you're down there, you can, like... He's like, I heard it was around about 70 metres down. He said, I can help you upgrade your... And he helps you upgrade your, like, air tank as well. So you can obviously dive deeper and, uh, and, and like, last longer down there. Um, overall, again, like, I only played a couple of hours and this is, this is all crammed in <laughs> to the first couple of hours of the game. Um, so it does throw a lot of systems and shit at you at the first, but it's, um, it's really fun and it's really interesting and I'm kind of curious to see. It's really charming in the way that it's telling its story. There's a, yeah, there's a cut scene that the guy that makes you guns um, that plays when he makes you... I don't know if it, every time you build a new gun for you, but it is so funny. And just, like, it's so, like, cheesy 80s, like, hacker man shit. And it's so funny. Um, it definitely sounds like a game I want to get to. It's just... It's such a bad time for me. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I maybe I'll try to get to it over the holiday season just because everything you've said... I like the sound of. Yeah, I I, I think I can, really like, I'm it. not usually huge on roguelikes, but if the actual the mechanics inside the roguelike and the idea of fishing and diving deeper and all that sounds incredibly cool. Yeah, it's neat. someone who's still deeply traumatized by Subnautica. Yeah, like, well, that's it too. <laughs> like, there's there's also like um the like there's also like um constant progression as well, like permanent progression as well. In Definitely terms of, like, upgrades. Positive. So that's yeah. Um, it, it, it's, I think a lot of roguelikes are learning since Hades was the one that really Shout cracked. out to Hades, baby. I mean, it's, it's the one that cracked the mainstream where people were like, oh, I like this genre now, but yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting certain things from the genre now, which is fine. And I'm totally okay with, because I think it's good. It's a, it's a good mechanic. It's good. Hades 2. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Every now and again, I just remember that Hades 2 exists and I just get a little bit excited. I'm so excited <laughs> for that game. Like, I'm so fucking excited. I shouldn't, but it's so I'm so excited. I'm like, I know when they're like, hey, uh, early access. I'll consider it. I shouldn't, 
I'm going to. But like, I'll be like, oh, but if I, you tell me I could play a little bit right now, mm-hmm. well, I want that. I did that with I did that with Hades. Like, yeah. I, I bought it. It was like pretty close to the end of its um its early access period. I think it was in like a showcase, and I was like, man, I'm really got hankering to play something like this. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy it. And I did, and I was like, this game fucking rules. So Best roguelike. And then they were like, it's I'm coming here, out on Switch. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, no, it is like. Is there, like, this game's coming out on Switch in like two months' time, and I was like, "I'll see you in two months, <laughs> and I'll yeah. pay full price for it again." I bought it on Switch, and then I bought a physical copy on PS Five. Zero regrets. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, double dip on this game all day. But, but anyway, we're not here to talk about Hades. No, so it's no. my fault for bringing up the existence of Hades too. Yeah, which is just an exciting prospect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else to add about David Diver? No, I think it's it, the art style is really cute as well. So yeah. like, it's really cool, like kind of pixel art style. Um, uh, the, the music from what I've heard is pretty good as well. It's pretty fun. Um, the writing is 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 uh, really interesting as well, and 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 the characters are there is quite wordy. I'm not used to that from like a roguelike outside of Hades. <laughs> well, like, Hades also had voice acting, and I imagine this doesn't. No. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a lot of reading yeah. that you've got to do as well. So prepare yourself for that. But apart from that, I'm enjoying my time with it. I'm keen to play a little bit more of it. I, nice. I, I really want to sit down and like sink a good chunk of time yeah, into it. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, what have you been playing though, Byron? <sighs> where is where is it going to start first? I'm like, going to start with Silent Hill. Oh boy! I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. End on like end on like a positive note. Silent Hill Ascension, which is a new uh, interactive. I don't know. What do, what do they call the supermassive ones? What do they call? Have they don't know the name yet. It's like a playable Yeah, movie. playable movie sort of thing. Yeah. That, so Silent Hill Ascension is Konami's take on that. Except, unlike the supermassive ones, Konami like, whoa, whoa, we're going to put it on mobile, okay? It's going to be on mobile, and it's going to be free to play. And you look, because it's going to be free to play, it's kind of a season pass. Don't worry, there's a hundred levels in the season pass. You can, like, you can grind it out. You can unlock, like, unlock, like, maroon knit sweater for your avatar. So, you know, if you if that's your thing. Otherwise, you can also drop, like, 28 bucks on a founder's pack and get a bunch of stuff. That's if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, I, out of all the Silent Hill projects that they announced at that thing. Yeah. Way back. I'm not saying that I'm like, I was, look, I was excited to have Silent Hill back. Yeah. Obviously, I had reservations. I thought the biggest one was going to be the Bluebird Team Silent Hill 2 remake. But, congrat- like, Bluebird Team, congratulations, because it's not anymore. It's this. It's whatever this is, because I hate it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Just straight up hate it. Look, no, 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 no. Go, like, talk to that, please. Like, like that's... Look, look up the UI for this game if you haven't yet. It's like, when I opened up the app, I was like, this. Oh, this doesn't feel like Silent Hill. And, like, look, I'm not saying Silent Hill shouldn't be different. D- experiment. Mm-hmm. Just not like this. No. Because <laughs> it's it's so weird, and the menu's really clunky. So, okay, look, instead of railing on the game, I should probably talk about how it works. Now, I don't actually get to enjoy the full experience, because this, how this works is daily, there's, like, a new episode of his new scenes. And I think it's at, like, 12 o'clock. Or three o'clock or something. Basically, when I'm at work. Yeah. So when I'm at work, there's actually, they have this live event happen with the scenes where there's actually like little interactive QT stuff. 
I can't do that stuff. But apparently it's disastrous so far. Of course. Like, and the app itself is very buggy. I heard of people who were like, I don't know why they did it, or they were just morbidly curious. They were like, fine, I'll, I'll buy the season pass. And the app's like, cool. We'll take your money. And they're like, oh, cool. Can I access my season pass? And the app's like, oh, we're broken. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. So, yeah, there's some bumps to be worked out for sure. And yeah, but anyway, so there are daily events that happen within this game. And you can basically watch these scenes. Now, how it's worked so far is I think there's been three scenes. Yes, like on the first day and three scenes yesterday. The first day, they were like eight minutes each. And I was like, okay, that's a fairly chunk of, that's a good chunk of time. Yesterday or today's ones were like, I think maybe two or so each. So mm. much shorter, uh, much shorter, not compelling at all. Uh, not, not excited. Don't want to know what happens next, but I will probably still check it out tomorrow because I feel like I have to, to continue not liking it. Uh, but yeah. You're going to, you're going to hate playing this thing. Yeah. Well, I've got to at least, I don't even see the thing I'm not clear about is I don't know how much of it constitutes a single episode. I want to try to figure out that, and then that's what I'll give it, like, an episode. Right, okay. Because like, of how they're doling out these scenes, I'm like, are these, like, will these be spliced together into an episode? I don't understand. Because, like, it's going to be... It's meant to be watchable, as far as I know. It's being distributed by Video On Demand and Sony Pictures Core, which Sony Pictures Core is so dumb, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Shop back, they're like, I got my email from Sony being like, oh, we've added it to PlayStation. And I opened it up, I'm like, why would no, I subscribe to this? It's fucking horrible. <laughs> or like pay for, no. It's horrible. Um, but anyway, so that's one side of the game is literally just like, again, imagine a, a pretty low budge, like until dawn sort of exi- situation where <sighs> you watch, you're watching this thing that's like, hey, I'm Silent Hill. And you're like, okay. You sure are saying that you're Silent Hill, like in the like immediately in the earlier, like the very first three scenes. I'm like, oh yeah, well there are some, there, those are monsters. We are just they are just monsters. Yeah, I still don't fully understand how the story is playing out because I, I again because it's broken up into these short scenes. I don't really know what's actually happening. The thing, the hook is decisions are made by the community. So after these things happen, there has like it's a little UI. Like when you log when you log in, open up the app and log in, on the very bottom it'll like cycle through the decisions currently being voted on. Mm-hmm. And it'll let you know like how much each choice has. So these things you can contribute to, you can vote on by using I forget the name of their mechanic, but it's like you've got points, you get a currency by generally by watching there's like day like login bonuses and stuff. Mm. It's just real. It's like right it's gross, man. Yeah, right. Um but again, like I'm not it's I get it. They're doing it as a free to launch experience, yeah. but like did you have to? Uh, like, did you have to, Konami? So the thing that I get I like, just as someone who's like looked at like trailers and things for this and that's it. I'm like, it seems to me the last trailer I watched from it, it seems to me and again no idea about Silent Hill, but I, I know I have you as a touchstone about what Silent Hill should be. It feels like this was something else that they made, and Konami were like, "Let's just tack Silent Hill on there." I mean, we'll just put that on there and like try to gather a whole bunch of more momentum for it. When they would, they should have just sort of like been a bit more brave with the thing and just sort of like let the actual concept speak to itself. Like, if the story and things aren't that good, like, that's fine. But, like, the idea itself is kind of interesting 
in terms of like storytelling oh, and and, look, and telling and building upon the, that like until dawn experience. Like the idea of taking the until dawn idea and like putting it to the community is interesting. Yeah, and like having um, a massive because it's it's fun when you sit around and play with like a group of friends. Yeah, absolutely. Games. So why not do that with like the entire internet essentially? That that's kind so of yeah. Interesting. If, if you're like watching live, you can watch live along with everyone. You can if you if you dare, you can open up a chat tab and just watch chat fly by and be like, oh. what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> what is happening? Why am I the, not just playing Until Dawn? This is the real Silent <laughs> Hill. Yeah. 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 This, this is, is the link. This is my Silent Hill. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Again, it's too early on in the plot to sort of go into it too much. But, but look, there's, there's monsters. There's a cult called the Foundation involved, which, again, I don't know... I don't know if I've said when this is when this happens in the Silent Hill timeline, or if they even really care. I don't know. But as soon as I had a cult, I'm like, okay, well, look, that that's a through line I can like lasso onto Silent Hill. Yeah. Like, there's a cult here now, okay. It's called the Foundation, and shit's fucked with them, of course. So I'm like, yeah, all right, look, that sounds like Silent Hill. Yep. That sounds like Silent Hill. Uh the thing I'll read the I'll read the plot synopsis. Cause like Again, it's still early on, so I don't really... Obviously, it's hard to grasp the full scope of a story with, I think, a grand total of, like, maybe 30 or 40 minutes of story. Okay. Um, so the plot, the publisher's sum, the publisher put up a plot summary, which is, The Hernandez family plummets into chaos as another death shakes their decimated Rust Belt town in Pennsylvania. In a dying fishing, fishing village in Norway, the uneasy piece of the Johansson family is upended when their matriarch, Ingrid, dies under suspicious circumstances. Survival depends on them overcoming their darkest impulses and the machinations of a cult as they discover the horror that connects them. So, yeah, two completely different locations. Mm. And I guess I do, like, Konami clearly is having this idea of having Silent Hill be more than just the town that it was. Obviously, with Silent Hill F coming up, is yeah. a big sign of that. It's not an actual place. It's more of a... Like, it's a place, but, like, maybe it's a place you can get called to from anywhere. Right. Who fucking knows okay. at this point. Cool, cool, cool. That part, I actually am interested in. It's very cool. I just don't know how long or how much this will go into it, or if that's going to be saved for F, you know. Yeah. The actual big Silent Hill game that's coming. That seems very, again, very David Lynch- yeah, well, like, I mean, there's a bit, I, like like the idea of like being able to be called into a specific. I yeah. mean, the, the the ties are there. If if yeah. you if you played Silent Hill, it's like okay, but yeah, it's it's just that that weirdness about just like a quaint little town, right? Where everyone like it's again, we're gonna we'll talk about it again. In Alan Wake, it's like it's a good setting. Yeah, um, I just don't know what they're trying to do here, and the way it's being monetized and how badly like optimize the app is so far like for example joel i'm playing on my phone right yeah so when i open it up it doesn't minimize my notification trays yeah so like every time i'm watching an episode i'm like oh hey, i've got an instagram notification it's like, oh, what are and admittedly too often and this is probably a sign that i shouldn't be doing this like i'm watching a scene and i'm like oh, how much is left <laughs> you can like you can like, oh, you can, like tap to bring it up for you i think i'm like that's two minutes <laughs> oh man oh jeez jeez i don't know like I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out. I won't write off completely, but I'll be honest that my first impressions and my second impressions not very good. Not good. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm worried for the other Silent Hill projects because of this one, but 
this, I don't know, I just feel like this could have been more at home, maybe in a more traditional style, like the Supermassive games. Yeah. But I, I, if they're doing something interesting, and I'll give them credit for that, it just doesn't work. And again, it's so weird to log into a Silent Hill game, free to play or not, and just be like, oh, hey, do you want to buy a season pass? Like, it's got a hundred levels of content. I'm like, but why? Why? Like, what do I, I need that for? Well, Joel, you can you can dress your avatar, and there are certain events they'll run throughout the um, season series, whatever, where there'll be a chance for your avatar to actually be in the the series oh, as a permanent character. As like you you're like that's my avatar. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's cool, but also incredibly dumb. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's just like... I'm like, okay, that's actually kind of neat, but also so dumb. Like, the avatar customization is limited. I think you can pick, like, skin color, face shape, maybe hair. I mean, you can sort of dress yourself. But, like, that's that's really about it. So I'm like, you will just look like a, a background character. But it's like, that's me! That's my background character! You get to be I, an extra in a yeah, digital fucking TV series. Experience. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So if that's your thing, then, hey, check it out. Right. But um, maybe if it's not, maybe just... Let's just wait for Silent Hill F, shall we? Silent yeah. Hill F and... Oh, I'm blanking on the one that I'm actually excited for by the observation guys. Shit. Uh, um, oh, yep. What's it called? Oh. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is as well. F is, because F's the, um, like... That one I am excited for too, but that's I'm like curious the about. Japanese. Yeah. 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 Fucked trailer. With that, I was like, all right, I'm in. Uh, that game's going to be so fucked up. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What is that other one? That's, uh, that's what I'm saying, Joel. I'm trying to find What's out. That one? I can't remember. There we go. I think I found the list. Nah, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Live faction. Townfall. Yeah. Townfall. Townfall is the one I'm actually excited by, especially because I've played Observation now. Yeah. So I'm really interested in that. But yeah, yeah also Silent Hill F. Oh, that's right. And Annapurna. Uh, Annapurna. Yeah, Annapurna. Um, yeah. Fucking producing it as well. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so Silent Hill Ascension. Hey, look, it's free to start. If you're curious, don't let me dissuade you, but uh, temper your expectations a lot. Like, heaps. Like, so much. <laughs> wow. You can. I think it also is available on PC, if that sounds more up to your speed, but I don't really know how much that's going to improve the uh, performance of the, of the app. Make, it might make it worse. Maybe. I, don't, I can't imagine how it would look blown up on a screen. Yeah. Monitor. But again, it is what it is. And um, this, look, Silent Hill's back. The monkey paw curls. <laughs> As it always does with Silent Hill. Fuck. Karen, Karen, tell us about something you're actually really excited about. I have also been playing Alan Wake 2. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about this. I'm Alan, Alan Wake 2, unlike Silent Hill Ascension, is a game that I'm fucking loving. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Remedy have done it again. Yep. So, look. We hear a well, we're, we're Remedy fans. I, I mean, yeah, I've played enough to be... Like, to, okay, cool. To, to, like, I've played Alan Wake, I've played Control, I, pl- I tried to play Quantum Break. Uh, uh, and That's more than I did, and I, and I would say I love Remedy, but I did not try to play Quantum Break. And I definitely played through Max Payne 1 and 2, like, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. So, so yeah, we, we like Remedy. Yeah, we're, so, we're big Remedy stands here. I, I had certain expectations for Alan Wake 2, but even with those expectations, I gotta say, when I started seeing those review scores last week, I was just like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah. What? Yeah, I I feel like we maybe in like a month's time we need to do like a twenty twenty three was the best year of video games of all time and just just go through what best came year to, out. Best year to play video games. 
Yeah, worst best year, year of game to make them. Best year of like new video game releases. Yeah, if, if yeah, if you're, if trying you're to, a gamer and playing games, if you're a gamer and you're trying to bury head in the sand, really good year for games. Yeah, just, it's a shame if you want actually, to make them. Actually, maybe we won't. Yeah, do that. it's it's one of those things. That that's actually a bit too tasteless. The conversation has been going around lately, and it's it sucks because it's like yeah, like this it's the best year in games, but fuck it, sucks if you make them, and that makes it kind of hard to get excited about them. But still, anyway. That sucks. We're going to touch on something about that in the bonus round later. Yep. Um, but yeah, Alan Wake 2, Remedy, they've done it. Uh, it's actually, what I really love about it is they've gone like full Twin Peaks of Return on it, where Twin Peaks of Return has like a 25 year time, I shouldn't say time jump, because it's just like Twin Peaks season two finished, and then they're like, oh, guess that's over. And then 25 years later, Showtime were like, hey, you want to continue that story that you alluded to when doesn't like literally a character in like OG Twin Peaks say I'll see you in 25 years yes. yeah, which is cool. why it's perfect that's fucking <laughs> that's awesome that's why it works so well it's very cool um love Twin Peaks to return <laughs> but, so yeah this one actually does obviously I don't think it was alluded to in the first Alan Wake but they've done like obviously Alan Wake the first one came out 13 years ago this game takes 13 years takes place 13 years after the first so very they've kept cool. the time span it's all there and this time you're running two heroes so obviously the titular alan wake does return yeah and i gotta say if nothing else remedy are my favorite when it comes to title treatments like i'm not sure if you've seen the alan wake 2 one i haven't no i'll play it for you later it's so i was like Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah, oh, all right, I'm in. Controls I'm in. is still, like, just the all-timer. It is. Like, Jesus. And, like, even just, like, entering areas. Like, you, oh. like, you like, throw up bold text-like control dials. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's the shit. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like that little quick dopamine. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, thank you. That's what I needed. Yep. Uh, 100%. So, yeah, play, obviously it's Alan Wake, but also there is a new character, Saga Anderson, who is an FBI agent. Sick name. Yeah, Love that. Yeah. Saga. Fucking dope name. Well, it all it comes into play in the story as well. Okay, say. yep. Um, with certain other characters who, if you remember Alan Wake, you know, no. maybe maybe keep them in mind when it, when all you're right. talking. Uh, but yes. hot minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so Saga Anderson comes to Bright, Fall, Bright, Bright Falls. Bright Falls, I think, yeah. yeah. I get it. I keep getting it mixed up because, like, I get so Twin Peaks about it. Yeah. And as a place, it's like a, literally a place called like Mirror Peak. So <laughs> that's very funny. I know. That's very good. Yeah, Bright Falls. Yeah. So it is Bright Falls. Good. That's why I, I, I had to double check to make sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she comes to Bright Falls to investigate a murder of um. Well, a body was discovered, and I don't know if I should say whose body it was. I mean, if you've played Alan Wake, you might be. There might be the extra kick you need to be like, if you for some reason like, yeah. I'm, I have a the, feeling I. The game's scoring over ninety, but like, I don't really care. Yeah. So it picks up with the body just of um, Agent Nightingale, who went missing in Alan Wake at a very particular point in the story, um, and that is the whole the whole hook that that reels you in at the very start of the game. So Sark cool. Anderson comes up to investigate that, accompanied by her partner Casey. <laughs> who is, uh, of course, Sam Lake. Yep. <laughs> Looking Brilliant. stunning as ever. Just, I love that he's just gotten to the point now where he's like, fuck it, I'm doing this one. <laughs> Even Kojima hasn't been that bold That's yet. That's <laughs> very true, yeah. He's just like, I'm doing this one. Like, he put one. himself in, like, a couple of Metal Gear games. He could, like, rescue him. But Sam Lake's like, fuck it, I'm a I'm, character. I'm pretty sure he's one of the characters you can find in one of the, um, yeah, the bunkers in Death Stranding. I'm pretty Pro- sure he's probably, in there somewhere. Yeah. I just remember you could, like, 
in Peace Walker. And maybe, maybe Phantom Pain, you could rescue him. But either way, like, yeah. that's just like, oh, hey, that's Kojima. Sam Lake's like, no, I'm in this game. And also, I'm a character and I voice act and I, it's just, it is me. I, I am Sam Lake. So <laughs> look at my good. hair. It's so fucking <laughs> look, good. Look upon my hair. Like, it's Sam has, Lake, it's incredible. It has such a glorious accent, too. It's, it's so I good. love it so much. Uh, so, yeah. That, so those are the two hero, or I guess two characters that you you play this game through as. How it flows is a bit different to the first Alan Wake. Alan Wake 1, obviously, you only play as Alan Wake. So it's mm-hmm. a pretty like standard adventure. You move forward through the story. This one, uh, you sort of have the option to swap back and forth without giving too much away. You can play through chunks of Saga's story. And there's a particular item you can interact with in the save rooms to swap over to Alan Wake. Um both of them in very different places. Um, Saga, obviously, in Bright Falls. And it's it's so weird. I'm, I'm actually super happy I played Alan Wake beforehand for this because when you get to Bright Falls, it's just like, oh, look. Yeah. There's a diner. You're like, oh, yeah. And then there's, the oh. Poli- there's the sheriff station. But also, oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, no. Oh, please, help. Uh, and Alan Wake is trapped in the dark place, essentially. Yeah. In this, like twisted version of new york where i again i won't say too much about it but it's great it's sick still obviously a lot of the core mechanics are still there um enemies are vulnerable to light what i do appreciate what is interesting this game as again remedy were happy to talk it up in the lead up and it's obviously why i was just like well i'm getting this game day one this game is survival horror now alan wake one it's like it's like spooky it's like oh look spooky like oh look they're little shadows but you flash them with the light and you shoot them and they're dead i like that i know i know i'm like look it's it's, fine i like that it's fine i have nothing against it but like very much it's like it's not super spooky it's just like it's like it's a little bit weird it's like dorky stephen king spooky which is what they were were going exactly yeah uh, this one is, yeah, they've gone full-fledged on the, on the survival horror. So this what this means is a lot more of your encounters will be in tighter spaces. How they've, you still have the flashlight mechanic, and it does have, at least I haven't found bigger ones yet, the flashlight has four chunks, like four mm-hmm. battery. Like, obviously it still runs on the battery system, but each battery is broken up into like four pieces. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, this means, so in, in the first one, any of the, the Taken... Like, you would just sort of, you could hold the flashlight button down to focus in on them. Yeah. And it would gradually weaken them, and then you could damage them easier. In this one, when you press the the focus button with the flashlight, it will consume a chunk of that battery. Oh. So, the trade-off here is, sometimes the taking will just take the forms of, like, shadows. And they'll, like, be whispering or, like, saying Alan. Just generally being creepy. And, like, heaps of them as well. Fuck. So you're sort of walking around with, with your flashlight, um, and you can sort of f- shine it on them without focusing. You can still aim at stuff, obviously. And if they're just shadows, they'll sort of f- whisperly fade away. Um, but if they don't, that means focus that, th- that baby down, because they're probably a real deal guy. Yeah. And the combat can be pretty intense. Like, the way these Taken move, so obviously they still do have the different types of Taken, I just met the ones the other night, like who can like dash around everywhere, oh, and holy terrifying. shit, the amount of heart, the heart rate, that like just, just going through the roof whenever I encounter one of those. Because you first see them really far away, you're like, yeah, I focus you down, I've got you, and then just the jump, and they're like, you'll you'll see them wish past you, and you're like, oh, I don't want to. I'm gonna. I have to turn around now, but by the time I do that, 
They're either, they could be throwing something at me or they could be moving again. You can stun them by pressing the, the button, the focus button again, but again, that does consume a, a chunk of your battery. When you are aiming the flashlight, so again, it's still, it takes the chunk, but they'll be locked in place while you're focusing them down and making them vulnerable. Right. You have the option at that point, whilst you're doing that, to like tap the trigger button to just like shoot them, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but again, as this is survival horror, like it's not, resources aren't super duper scarce, but just be mindful of your ammunition counts. Like you do have limited inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use items in the save rooms to sort of store stuff. You store stuff in a shoebox, which is so stupid. I love it. Fuck yeah, that's great. <laughs> you save at coffee thermoses, obviously. Oh, of course. Because it's <laughs> Twin Peaks. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. And Sam Lake loves coffee. And they were, yeah, they were fucking collectibles like, in Alan Wake 1. Like... If you follow Sam Lake on TikTok, literally his TikTok is just him drinking coffee in different <sighs> locations. And I love it. That's so good. This is great. Uh, so yeah. The, all the, a lot of the core mechanics are still there. It's just like, you've got to be a bit more aware of things. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes enemies, you'll you'll be, like when you expose them with the flashlight, they'll have like a glowy red spot on them. If you hit that, they'll do like a bigger burst of damage, which mm-hmm. is neat. Um, Then that's then there's this like, both characters have their own version of it. For Saga Anderson, she's got the mind place where she can go to like sort out her clues of the cases she's working. Yeah. Um, upgrade her guns at the bench and i have to say this isn't a spoiler it's just so cool again it's one of those things where it's like well duh, of course i do it like that but when she upgrades her weapons you do it by collecting torn up manuscript pages and like you basically collect like chunks of like oh you got five this time or seven this time and you can redeem them at in the mind place to upgrade your guns and stuff and you're how they explain it because like you know, like, oh, yeah, I upgraded my weapon. It's got a, be- a bigger magazine now. It's right. like, yeah, but, mate, this is fucking Alan Wake. So then how they have that is the manuscript page that you make is Alan Wake explaining <sighs> that Saga and Saga's now got a... She's like, it's almost as if her, her pistol could handle more ammunition. I'm like, I love this. That's so good. I love this so fucking When much. you said there were manuscript pages, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck so yeah, they're basically, doing that thing. That's great. Alan Wake writes in the upgrades for Saga into oh, the story. So fucking good. It's great. Um, oh my god. And obviously then also there is uh, a TV so you can re-watch any of the amazing commercials you find. And a radio for all the radio station conversations you can get. And again, all the sick music. Because this game actually, you can listen to it on Spotify. I wouldn't because as you can expect from Alan Wake, a lot of the lyrics to the songs I've heard. tie into the story. So don't do it if you're curious about the game. I was listening. You can listen to the first song, Follow You Into The Dark, if you want. That song is, sets sets a mood for the game. I was listening to uh, Paul Verhoeven talk about this on Game For Anything just a little bit. I wanted to listen to what his thoughts were. Obviously, he loves it. Um, it, it like He has good taste, that's why. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he loves it. Like It sounds like he, he loves it. He interviewed Sam like last week. so, um, But he was saying, he's like, it, it has these like credit sequences that have Which songs. Again, Alan Wake had that too. But, yeah. But it also just, um, it takes me back to Twin Peaks The Return, which every episode of Twin Peaks The Return has like a different song. A lot of the time it's like, it takes you back to the diner that has like live band performances. Yeah. It just reminds me of that so much and I love it. And, and, and like, he was like, you will miss, you, you could potentially miss plot points yes. if you don't listen to the, and I'm like, Fucking just sit down. Everything and vibe to that music, baby. Everything except for the fact that at the moment I currently will have to play this with headphones on, 
at home. The audio design, Joel, is very good, and you will regret playing it. Right, that's the thing. And I'm like, everything, there's, there's this one, there's this couple of barriers that I have to break through because every fucking thing else sounds incredibly my shit. It's so and good, I'll, Joel. I, Although like, the, the meta bullshit that, like, I'm, like, I fucking love that stuff. And I mean, like, yeah, Control was great for it as well, and obviously Alan Wake as well. You get, but, what I love is you can see Remedy growing. Like, going yeah. back to Alan Wake 1, it's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're doing a thing here. I didn't play Quantum Break, and I probably will not. I tried. Although, they're trying to make me. Because Sean Ashmore, who was in that, yeah. is a character in this called Tim Breaker. And I won't spoil anything, but when he was talking to me, he was certainly describing a situation where he's maybe getting thrown through worlds. I'm like... Are you gonna make a fucking play Quantum Break? Is it even available at the moment? I don't know. I if it think is. it is again because I think it came back. Yeah, because it went Fuck. through a licensing thing with um the licensed music they had in it, but I think it got okay and they fixed it. So um, I remember I, I started playing it and it was framey as fuck. Yeah. Like it was very hard to, and I'm like, I kind of want to play this because I'm kind of digging what it's doing. But also, and I kind of was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the fucking TV series with it as well. I'm going to do it properly. But it was just, it was really framey. I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of making yeah. me not want to play this. Um, So hopefully maybe that's fixed as well. Maybe. I, don't I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where I'm at Alan Wake 2. But I feel, I'm worried. I'm like, if you're going to make me, I'm going to finish this game. I'll be like, fine. I guess I'll play Quantum Break. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, what was I? I was talking about the upgrades. So... Yeah. Yeah, so that's Sagas. She has her mind place, which yes. is this place where she can retract in. She can also do, like, profiling there on, like, um, witnesses or corpses, where oh. she can, like, ask them questions. And it even does, like, the control thing when you talk to the board or have, like, flashes where they're, like, silhouetted on the screen. So this does that all the time, and I love it. Um, and then you get Alan's side. Alan's side has a lot of similar things. Like, he can upgrade his weapons with um, words of power he can find through the world. TV's there, radio's there, obviously in both as well as the manuscripts log where you can go through all the manuscript pages you found. But he's obviously, he's Alan Wake. So he's not a detective, he's a writer. So that's where he has his um his plot board where he, yep. he can like track the story that he's writing. And at certain intersections in, in like the zones you're exploring, you can like get ideas, like plot threads and like, choose that to sort of alter what that room looks like it's fucking cool and like each time you change it like it'll have like a silhouette of alan wake typing away clacking on his typewriter and then like the world changes it's just it's very cool i'm all about alan wake 2's bullshit yeah uh there's more i would love to talk about but i just don't want to because like if you're even again if you're curious you're probably playing it but if you're like joel and you're I'm like, just, oh, I, I'm so, I'm so want to like, because so again, so much of this is like just ticking fucking boxes right now. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to have to play this with headphones. Yes, you will. And, and look, I'm not playing with headphones and there's, there's still times when I'm just like moving through these areas carefully. I'm just like, fuck, I'm, I'm spooked. Awesome. Awesome. And it does, so it just cool. does really cool things. So cool. I had a moment when I was, ex- I was exploring like the, um, the dark place, New York that Alan Wake was in. And it's, it was such a cool moment when I realized what they were doing. Cause I went down some stairs and I'm like, wait, okay, where am I in the map? And I checked the map and I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to go back up the stairs. And I went back up the stairs and I came out on a walk, a cat, like a, 
a balcony looking down at where I was and like, oh fuck, like these doorways don't, they're not like linear. You go through a doorway down some stairs and it just moves you to a different point on the map. That's why I fucking love, like Control did that a couple of times yeah. as well. Especially that, that opening of Control where you like walk around the corner and go, oh, okay, this door won't open. I'll just go back the other way and you go back and everything is completely different. You're like, yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, and I guess like the, the if you needed an extra hook, if you like, you know what? I really like control. Well, I've got good news for you because the FBC are here. Fuck the, the bureau. The control bureau is here. They're in Bright Falls. They're investigating stuff. I won't say much more than that. But um, if you enjoy control and you like the FBC, I fucking consider yeah. another another reason to add to your list of reasons to play Alan Wake too. Because I'll tell you what. I think I'm maybe halfway through. I just did a fucking amazing chapter last night, but I will again. I will not spoil. I will simply say two words: we sing. And if you, it's like it's exactly like Ashtray Maze. If you know, you fucking know. I I put my controller down after that. I'm like, shit. I think halfway through, this is my game of the year. Wow. <laughs> and I say that I I look. I I was early to crown Tears of the Kingdom. And then Baldur's Gate 3 came out. I was actually, I was briefly flirting with the idea of 16. And I played 16. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah what is that? Baldur's Gate 3 came around and that was fucking amazing. But playing Alan Wake 2, I'm just like, shit, this is everything that I love. Yeah. Just like wrapped up in a nice little package from Sam Lake and the team at Remedy. And it's just like, dear Kyron, here you go. Happy Halloween. And fuck, yes, I'm so happy. I, yeah, look, I think... I think I, I... I mean, I have to play this game. You can play... Like, it does have difficulty settings. It was, you can, it? You can yeah. bump it down if it's you want to. It's not even that. I'm like, if I know. do it, I'm going to do it properly. And, like, I, I like, yeah. The, the plus side about wearing the headphones is I can take them off. <laughs> you can to. take them off, but then you have to go back on later. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. I can just, like, wait for the big scary part and come back on. I'm okay. Um, I will also say that anytime I see a picture of Alan Wake... He does look like Jared Leto cosplaying he as does. John Wick. That's fair. Like it's, <laughs> and I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like Although it I, could be worse. I'm actually glad you brought that up because the way this game uses live action, again, you could see them in control. They're sort of they're like, oh, we know we we get it now. We know what to do. In this one, they're playing with it and they're having so much fun. Well, even like I I only played like the first couple of hours of Alan Wake Remastered, but. There are QR codes in that. Yes, there are QR codes that go to videos. Uh, th- that feature there's, current Alan Wake. Uh, there's, yeah. there's stuff. Like, they did it. They did anything where, like, obviously, I think by the time Remastered came out, Alan Wake 2 was on the cards. Uh, yeah. Like, the AWE DLC I control think it was, had yeah, happened. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, so, yeah, they've gotten better. And in this one, yeah, they're just eating it up with this live action stuff. Some of the scenes I've watched have been incredible. Again, the chapter I just did, the live action stuff, so good. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. again, if you know, you know, and you know. Uh, <laughs> what else can I, what else is there? Like, there's so much without spoiling anything. I can't say much more. I'm, I kind of, like, it's part of me, I'm, I'm going to have to play this game because one, you're not going to be able to talk about it otherwise, basically. <laughs> I can talk to other people. Actually, I can true. talk to our friend Josh. Who has a Josh, who, yeah. Who also enjoys it. And I know Jesse's playing I'm pretty it. sure Jesse's playing So yeah. it's fine. Don't feel pressured on that. It'll just make it hard to talk about on the podcast, which is where it's going to come out a lot. Well, that's what I mean. Especially yeah. in the next month or so when we really start getting into the weeds of goatee discussions. Yeah. I'm coming I'm coming in swinging with Alan Wake too. And I mean, look, I mean, like, 
spoiler alert for what's coming probably next week or the week after. We're, we're going to be doing a Spider-Man 2 spoiler cast. Um, because we both finished it and like, I, I finished it. I'm like, that's okay. So my, I've got a bit of time now. I've got a bit of free time in terms of like my, like gaming time. So I'm like, and I always said I was going to go to Baldur's Gate, but I'm like, the more I hear about it, and the I'm more Alan Wake Two is so. I mean, good. and that's the thing. And I'm like, I know I'll get to the end of Alan Wake Two, whereas Baldur's Gate Three, I don't fucking know when that's going would would ever happen. Well, the but... be- the most exciting thing for Alan Wake Two is like when I finish it, I can look forward to the new game plus mode that's coming up, like in like later in the year or early next year. That has like new narrative stuff in it. And I'm like, and I mean, I'm look, in. <laughs> the fact that you can switch between Saga and, and and Alan Wake, like from what I gather, is like you can play through most of the game as one, and then switch I, to I the... almost did. I was like, I was so invested in the Saga story, I got to a certain point. I'm like, no, I want to swap back to Alan Wake, and that's when I did the we we sing chapter, and that's when I was like, oh, I need to be doing this more often. I was gonna say, so do you feel like that if, if you did do that, it, no, does that warrant you going back and playing another playthrough? maybe focusing more on one character more than the other? Um, no, well, again, our, our good friend Josh was kind enough to let me know the game does have a point of no return pop-up. Okay. Um, and again, like, you can you can just naturally play through. Like, again, I don't, I'm not going to... I can't s- say much more without spoiling it, but swapping between Saga and Alan isn't jarring, if that makes sense. Like, right. the stories are happening... It, it works. I, I It works yeah, for me. Right. Like, it's, not, okay. it's not like... If you swaps to Alan and you're like, all right, well, I guess now I'm going to start over here. They've got the whole, their own whole things going on okay. and, and, and it, it works pretty well for me, at least. Like maybe someone else out there disagrees, but when I, as soon as I made this, cause I honestly was playing through Saga, they give you a natural point early on where they go from Saga to Alan and then you go back to Saga. And then I was just sort of on a roll as Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wait, no, I forgot. I can. They gave me a tooltip saying I could swap back to Alan whenever I wanted to in save rooms. So, or I guess like again, there's a certain item you can interact with in the save rooms to do it. Um, but this game's so good. It's like if you loved Alan Wake, you're probably playing it. If you love Control, you're probably playing it. If you played both of those games and you're not, please fix that because it's it's delivering narratively. I'm loving all the characters. I'm loving being back in Bright Falls. It looks incredible. The audio design is incredible. The music is stellar. The gameplay, like the gunplay, is you feel just competent enough. You, you'll panic when those fucking taken, like when they get within like mid-range of you you're just like, am I dodging? Or are they just gonna fucking, fucking blip past me and I'm gonna have to like do a quick turn? Like I'm really enjoying the the level of like tension they've built into the combat, and it's just really good. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm in, I love it. Kind of added it to my wish list on the PlayStation, <laughs> so I've got easy yeah, access, baby. so I can just like fucking impulse buy one day when I'm like, oh, I've got money, and I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. But... It's half the reason why I've been quiet on Twitter because like literally, I just want to be like Alan Wake Two, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, right. No, I won't. I won't do that. Which is why last night I, was, I just tweeted Alan Wake 2 and was just like, send. And I guess I'll go to bed. Yep, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I've I can do. My, my hard drive yep. is full of, because I've been smashing that capture button for this game. Like, every, like, screen cap, screen cap, screen cap. 
for my hard drive is like begging me to stop. But joke's on it because I just installed a new SSD. So, did so I. it's got fucking room. Yeah, so suck it up, PS Five. It's and going well too. It's yeah, it was really nice. easy to do, and it's been a good a good change overall. But yep. uh, yeah, Alan Wake Two is so good. If you love Remedy, you're clearly playing it. But if you're not, fix that immediately. Karen, I feel you like can. you're directing this part of the conversation at me. <clears throat> I honestly, because I'm well, like, oh man, I, I get it if it's like. Because it is, look, so let's, there's, if there's one negative and I've got to bring it up, it's the fact that it is digital only. Yeah. So like when you do go win in this game, for Australians at least, it, it was like putting down my $90. Yeah. Now, I was happy to do that because it's Remedy. Mm-hmm. I love Alan Wake. I love Control. I was, everything I'd seen from their very brief teasers, I wouldn't even call them trailers. Their trailers were very careful with what they showed you, which I really appreciated. I was like, fuck it, here's 90 bucks, Remedy. Like, You've earned it, yeah. <laughs> but I understand if you're apprehensive about it. Chuck it on your wish list. But again, if you if you really if you love Remedy, I'm just a big baby when it comes to spooky <laughs> stuff. Like, and I I think I'm getting better. I think I just need to, yeah, get over. Yeah, it. like I don't want to overhype the scares, but there are sometimes there are flashes that might constitute jump scares. Like, and they're loud. <laughs> so if you're wearing headphones, oh, like, fucking Christ, that the, God damn it! And um, the game over screen occasionally is just like. Did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. I was like, and sometimes the image it has it like holds on it. I'm like, I am uncomfortable looking at this. Uh, but no, Remedy have done it again, unsurprisingly. Of course. And we're gonna talk about it a bit later on. But um, Alan Wake Two, very possibly my game of the year at last. Sorry, Tears of the Kingdom, and lesser, lesser extent Baldur's Gate. But I think towards the end of Baldur's Gate, just because it was going on, I was souring on it slightly okay. so I was leaning back towards tears and then fucking Alan Wake kicked through the door shining his flashlight and yeah it's like cool I guess it's Alan, it might be Alan Wake too. I don't know all I can say is I'm loving this game I don't really have any notes for it I'm pretty sure well like when the year Control came out I think it was I it was have, definitely my game of the year that year I have to look because that was 2018 2018 it was definitely my game of the year because I was like so floored by that game um I'll, I'll have to, I'd have to look at, back at my game of the year list. Yeah. But if, either way, I love Control. I want to be very clear about that. I fucking love that game. Yeah. Ashtray Maze is one of the coolest things in a video game. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah. That's all I'll say. I should, I'll move us along so I don't say anything else about Alan Wake 2. <laughs> but um, with that, we're just going to go across to the bonus round. <laughs> Bonus round. So the bonus round is, of course, our whatever the hell we want it to be segment. And uh, we've got two stories. One's happy, happy, and remedy related. Yeah. The other one is a massive bummer and a continuing trend of why 2023 has been a fucked year to be working in the games industry. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, look, because we were just talking about Alan Wake 2, let's just start on remedy. Okay. Let's just start on remedy. All right. So remedy had a uh, earnings report recently. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I put a whole bunch of numbers. I don't really care about the numbers. I'm not a businessman. No. I'm just here to play video games. Exactly. And I'm yeah. always just happy to see if Remedy are doing well. Uh, and in that, they offered a bunch of updates on their upcoming projects. Which seems to be the, the common thing to do lately is like financial well, calls and earnings reports is like, we get a little bit of tidbit here. I guess I find I, just reading this stuff from Remedy though, like I feel like they, just, they were very clear with being like, these are 
essentially the next four projects we're working on. Yeah. And offering like exact, you know, this is where it's at in the um in the in the development process or the mm-hmm. pipeline. Um I did I was watching the Easy Allies podcast discuss this and I have to agree with Isla where Isla's just like, I really want Sam Lake to find a way to explain this to us in Sam Lake terms. Oh my God, yes, because like she was talking about how she's reading all this and she's like, I just can't, I can't imagine Sam Lake saying anything like this. No, right? Oh God, his accent is just so yeah, enigmatic, and I love it. So and much. again, obviously, it's not for us. Like it was from their CEO talking to their investors, but like mm. I would also just like a Sam Lake version for me. Yeah. Also, their CEO is called Tero Tero Viratala. Like, fucking, that's like, that's like boss level. That's like, like a boss fight, like enemy name. My God, that's amazing. Anyway, so let's just run through his four projects I offered us updates on. Actually, you know, I'm just gonna. I don't know why. I'm gonna move my monitor over here because I don't need to look at the Audacity one, which everyone can now hear me saying this. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's just it's just weird to sort of crane my head to the left. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So. Control 2, future Game of the Year contender. Yep. Uh, they say that it has continued in the proof of concept stage. The plans for the sequel are ambitious, and they've seen good progress in both designs and the game build. I don't know why, but it gives me, like, mild anxiety when I hear Remedy saying that they're doing something that's ambitious, because I'm like, no. what? what is what you're doing now? Is that is that your safe? <laughs> like, what's ambitious? The problem is, like, Whatever is ambitious for Remedy, basically the goalpost moves after oh, each game. Fuck. Like, it, it literally gave me, like, a little pang of, like, a panic attack there. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, so They continue on to say they're going to keep at this stage for the next few quarters. And they're going to focus on proving the identified key elements before moving to the next stage and scaling up the team. Next up, we've got Condor, which is a cooperative multiplayer game, which is apparently a progress from the proof of concept to the production readiness stage. They say that they've acquired valuable insights into into developing service-based games and are now in a better position to create a game players can engage with for years. Okay, let's circle back to that. That one... After our other story. That yeah. one I'm scared of. Yeah. Look, because I believe this one is meant to be like a control sort of PvE multiplayer sort of game. Fuck it. I think. Mm, that sounds really I think really I talked good. about that. And if so, like, I'm like, well, I'm on the hook for that at least. Yeah, um, but I'm in on that but shit. But like... Obviously, with service-based games, it's very uncertain times to be making one. So, I look, I love Remedy. I believe in Remedy. That's yep. the only one that I would underline and be like, conser- like potential concerns. Yeah. Future concerns. Yep. Uh, next up is Codename Vanguard, which they are defining the next stages of this project with our publishing partner. I think this is the one with Tencent. Mm. And um, at the same time, this project is aiming towards completing the proof of concept stage by the end of the year. Okay. Then we've got Max Payne 1 and 2. Fuck so the, yeah. The Max Payne 1 and 2 remakes have progressed into the production readiness stage. They've gained clarity on the style and scope of the game. And we have an exceptionally well-organized team working on it. With these accomplishments, we are excited about the project and its future success. They're coming, John. <sighs> Fucking, I'm so... I'm legitimately excited about playing these games again. Because, like, Max Payne 1 and 2 are awesome. It's been like, so long since I played them. And it was one of the ones I remember, like, back in, like, back when I played I remember it. giving you a copy of the movie. Oh, fuck off. Um, I remember, I remember playing them, like, back when they released. I, like, had a copy of them. I think it was, like, a couple of years after they released. So I got, like, cheap copies of them on, from, like, EB Games or something. Or the first one, at least, anyway. 
And um, I remember playing it, and even though it was only told via, via like, like comic panels, but, like, that opening scene... Think what scene, they could do with that now. That, that's Again, what I'm scared on about. The, on the Easy Allies podcast, they were talking, they were playing with the idea of what if they did it, like, Sin City style. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Again, they've, they've advanced a long way in their live action, use of live action, so they could potentially be doing shit like that. Even, like, adding in, like, like, like... Because I like how you would restore your health is by taking painkillers and stuff by having like detriments to that or like things that like will happen every time you take them like that would be very remedy esque like shimmers and things appearing and that could be a way that they're fucking. I don't think this will tie in. I don't think so either. Because but... like Rockstar sort of owns that IP now. I think because this is this is a thing being made in conjunction with Rockstar. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, what I they, think they made, they'll do is they like... made Max Payne three, which is also a good game. Yeah. But like, yeah. I think. There's part. There's a character in Alan Wake too that I that I as I'm watching, like, are you are you gonna be like the Max Payne of this universe? I hope so because I love you. Yeah. But um, I'm just get I'm just wondering because like yeah, I don't I don't see them folding in Max Payne. I think they've said that as well. Maybe probably has. But even still, like I'm just excited to play these games oh, yeah, again. Look, so good. Um, imagining a modern like Max Payne one two again with what with what Remedy is capable of now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's going to be a fun-ass video game. I did that fucking nightclub at the end of the first one. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's going to be pumping. Like, there's actually going to be people in it. And it's also going to be scary, but it'll be great. <laughs> and But I could just, like, fly in slow motion to the... Man, like, it was the first game that, like, properly used bullet time as well as a mechanic. And it actually worked. And it was super fun. So, yeah. Fucking sign me up for Max Payne 1 and 2 when they come out. 100%. Yeah. I'm all in on that. So that's our Remedy update corner. Those are the four projects they're working working on. They talk about it, again, it's a whole, it's all numbers and stuff, but I don't really, it's not not my forte. They talk about how, like, their operating costs are sort of not great, but that's because of, like, you know, all, they've got all these projects on the up and up. So yeah. they've got to, you know, wait till they can flip a profit with those. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So Remedy, things looking good. Only thing I'm worried about is that service-based game. Yeah. Because it's just, as we're going to touch on, it's uncertain times. Yeah. So, on November 1st, Jason Schreier, <laughs> I guess the games journalist at this point, right? Like, yeah. He seems like he's the one breaking the stories. Yeah. Uh, broke the story that Bungie had laid off 8%, or about 100 people, from their staff at the start of the week. And... The reason for this was star two weeks ago staff were told they were projected to miss their revenue targets by forty five percent and they were galvanized to get things on track, then came the surprise layoffs. And obviously this is a story that's basically evolved and got dirtier and messier over the past few days as like anonymous sources have come out who yeah. are among the layoffs and talks to press about it, and it's just first of all, and again, I it's something that I hear isn't that shocking in America. But how some of these layoffs happen? Just like having a meeting and then not being able to go back to your desk and just having to basically leave. Yeah. God, that's depressing. Yeah. I mean, again, and in some cases, not, being escorted by yeah, security escorted as well. Yeah. Like, that's and fucking And like getting your stuff sent to you and stuff. Like, yeah. And again, this apparently is not that unique in America, but mm. God. Jesus Christ, that's depressing. It, just, it feels like something you would see, like, the, is only in the movies, but... Yeah, it just... A, there's a reason why it's in the movies, is because it fucking yeah. happens, but... But, um, yeah, so that's really the crux of this story, right? Now, the biggest the biggest red flag there is 
projected to that were projected to miss their revenue targets by forty five percent. That tells me that maybe someone at Bungie, probably the suits up on high, mm-hmm. maybe aiming a bit too high. I actually, well, yeah. I'll have to pull it up. Matt Piscatella posted some interesting tweets. Hopefully, I spell his name right. It helps that I do two P's. Yeah, no, just one P. Good old Matt Piscatella. Uh, he posted because P- Matt Piscatella, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not him. Mm-hmm. No. Nah, um, he he posted basically stats. Yeah. The this game, but Destiny Two had been pretty consistently in like the top twenty. Of course. Of like active games across pretty much all platforms. And like anytime, anytime someone's talked about like a games as a service, like. It, people refer to it as like the Destiny Two model because like it they kind of got it. It's like that or Fortnite, and they're the ones I that mean, were doing heck, so well. Sony pretty much acquired Bungie exactly for their expertise in service based gaming. Yeah, which I mean, ironically, now looking at it, it's just like mm. yeah. Now I play a lot of Destiny. I play a lot of Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. Um. Morale amongst the community is usually pretty low mm-hmm. in Destiny because yep. famously the game is a nightmare to get into and then expensive to get into when you do by the time you buy expansions and season passes and all this other stuff. But Lightfall itself was flat. Yeah. That as a game, like after the success of Witch Queen and a pretty solid year, not not four perfect seasons, but like a great expansion and a couple of really good seasons. To go into Lightfall, an expansion that they definitely were hyping up mm. as like, this is meant to be massive. And then it just collapsed. Yeah. It I I remember finishing Witch Queen and being like, man, that was really good. And then getting to the end of the year and being like, Witch Queen is probably in my top ten of, of like the games I played this year. Yep. Lightfall not even close. No. And to go from that, the seasons have been mixed. The miss current season is good. It's fun. But it's been a pretty bad year yeah, for Destiny. So the sentiment here is, as, again, Matt Piscatella, she ever tweets saying it's been in the top 20. People are playing, people are not spending. Right. And look, the Destiny microtransaction situation is bleak. Silver is expensive. Yeah. And But you can buy season passes. They now have event battle cards that cost more money. There's, like, skins... Like they do had like the cool PlayStation skins, but that yeah. they're nearly like it's nearly like twenty bucks or twenty five dollars to get is a wild. skin for one class. Yeah. So there's been a lot of discussion this year amongst the community, of course, <laughs> about <sighs> the, the situation with microtransactions. It hasn't been good. No. And now we're sort of re- we've reached this this bubbling point where we're seeing the result of I guess people just not spending as much, but also again to miss by forty five percent. yeah that's dreading to know what they were sort of aiming for (laughs) yeah i mean yeah and then so the the kicker there is for whoever made those projections the ones who suffer are the work like the people making the game yep the ones who are passionate about it yep like some of the the people that have unfortunately lost their jobs are like people as again i I consider myself pretty casual as far as destiny goes right i don't do any of like the super high-end game stuff i mostly i'm just there for the seasonal story and grinding out the battle pass and stuff. Yeah. But even even at that service level, there are like people that just been being in like that destiny circle. But I'm like, you're pretty cool. Yeah. You you do good stuff. I'm even more casual than you, and there's one that I yeah well consistently follow. So Leanna Rupert is a big one for me yeah. at least. Like yeah, exactly. Dirty F and Hippie is a Twitter um, handle. She's the best. Yeah, she does a lot of great work. 
she was a community manager does has done a lot of great stuff for accessibility and stuff in the games industry is unfortunately one of the one of the people who was laid off and that one shocked me yeah me too <laughs> yeah i don't know how i was just like really that was yeah because i had to like reread her tweets a couple of times i'm like yeah me too oh, like i read the first oh. one i was like okay and then i read it i kept going through the thread i'm like oh wait were you one of them and then yeah. i went back to the start and i reread i'm like oh my god she was and again obviously it sucks that all those people lost their jobs but there's just, it's just sometimes there's a few names where you're like i recognize you from like posting and interacting with destiny people it sucks that you know that you love you're one of the people who lost their jobs um i'm assuming all the suits up on high Doing, doing fine yeah probably probably also. making their money nothing to worry about it's all yep. good yeah across it of course it is the it is the lower level the, the, well not even a lower level like just like the people who are passionate about the game and also the people suffer. that the people like ironically that they wouldn't have the game yeah, in a well, place where it yes. is now without them like it's yeah that's the the mind-boggling part and it's of so, all of this. so there is there is there's a lot of other stuff to this story as well like Jason Schreier um, talks about how the internally development dev team was told that they're delaying Final Shape from like February to June, which is massive. Like that's an extra like what four months nearly of of like. Which of, means what's going to happen with that last season? Is it gonna? Is it the current they, season that's in now? Or? No, so the, the next season starts in December. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the first time because they did delay the Witch Queen. Yeah. And then that turned that last season, which is, again, usually a three-month one, into, like, a six-month one. Yeah. And it was weird. It's, yeah. That was a season that I came back to. Yeah. And it worked out pretty well, because, honestly, I got everything done, because I had six months. So that was great. That's also very true. But, I don't know, because then, by doing that, they're pushing back their new format, which is the episodes. So, again, Bungie hasn't said this yet. They did post their daily, like, their weekly, um, This Week in Destiny this week, and I was like, surely if it's going to happen, this is where they're going to mention it. Yeah. Didn't come up, which I'm kind of surprised by, because... Interesting. I feel like it's happening. Yeah. Jason Schreier's pretty on the money. Yeah, and... He's got good sources. Also, yeah, it, it might not hurt for them to sort of, like, hot, like, keep low for a little while. Well, even just, like... Man, you, this is like the, the conclusion to their light and dark. And also, too, yeah, you don't want to fuck that You've up. You've got to finish, like, yeah. after how Lightfall was received, like, Destiny needs to land this one. Yeah. And especially because the other part of that is Marathon is apparently delayed to 2025 onwards. Yeah. There's been lots of talk about that, I think, in the past week from, like, a, um, what are they, like a player summit they held. Mm-hmm. Where they had some, again, from what I was reading, a bunch of, like, there was, there was a whole bunch of players come to try out marathon including a lot of tarkov players because obviously right. marathon is an extraction shooter yeah and like i've seen discussions of <clears throat> bungie the bungie team asking like who who would be excited to play marathon and not many hands went up right so it sounds like marathon itself is even in its own its own spot of trouble i don't oh, know bungie it sucks right because yeah. again like i said like i really do like playing destiny Bungie has obviously been evolving over the years and have, have they got picked up by Sony. All those employee, like there's all those bonuses they paid out to keep people at the company. Yep. And now here we are every year later with layoffs. Um, like there's been a lot of talk about it being a part of like, cause Sony has been doing some layoffs recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. About it being like maybe a part of that, but apparently <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was again, it's so, so murky out there with all the information. Let's talk about, about how like, 
Bungie got to make the call, so they're not. I do. They're they're, they're owning up to it. They're not like they could easily just be like, ah, it's Sony's fault. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Bungie is apparently being like, no, look, it's on us. Like we did it. It's not Sony. So like the whole thing is a mess. It really is. There's a really bleak. Yeah, but this week's in this week in Destiny, they post they put up is like, I don't know. It just feels so hollow. Like, like just it's signed as the Destiny Two dev team. Like there's a pretty tone deaf post from like Pete Parsons, who is the CEO of, of Bungie. Just like the whole thing's a mess. And like, but here's the thing: like this sucks. But it's also just been a story of this year, right? It, Bun- Bungie yeah. is just the most recent. There's been so many layoffs this year. It's, it seems like there's been one a week for like the last three or four months. Which is horrible. Every week, I'm just like, this is the best year in gaming. Games are selling more than ever. They're reviewing better than ever. They're, and- becoming, they're becoming like a lot more people are accessing them, or like getting into games because of other medias, of things like the Super Mario Brothers movie or The Last of Us. Like, but then how... Then, 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 then these layoffs are still constant. Yeah. These these developers are just treated as disposable. Like, I mean, I know, obviously, the solution is, like, to shout union, unionize. Yeah. But obviously, that's a massive uphill battle in America. Of course. Not ideal. But, it's, like, yeah. I just... It sucks, right? Because I want to be excited and get fucking hyper shit for these games. And then every other week it's just like, oh, wait, no. All these developers and publishers just treat these developers like they can just toss them away. Yep. Yeah. Like, you're replaceable. Yeah, pretty much. Essentially. Yeah, which like, is... Like, the Bungie, the Bungie loves, there was a lot of, like, felt like some real old guard getting let go as well. And that's fucking wild. Yeah, like, it's... it's ugh, Man, this is such a bummer. Um, Especially because, like, like you said, like, Destiny 2 is, like, closing in on its, like, the end of the 10-year plan. And, yeah, the climax and, like, is, like, yeah, it was meant to be months away. Yeah. But now it's just like, oh, maybe, maybe it's a bit longer, a bit further away. Yeah. Again, if it means better quality, I'm all for it. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from how much of this shit sucks. And again, like I said, Bungie's just the most recent in the year that's been full, I think, 6,000 or something jobs I've been like just gone this year in games it's fucked yeah it's depressing it's so sad it really is cause like man what a bummer yeah like I've seen I've seen lots of people talking about like why would I be excited to go and make a game that's and that's and that sucks that does suck just like this thing that maybe was your dream job you go in you you finally make it they're like oh cool You you, you can't yep Oh, okay. And like, uh, we, if you go the indie route, and it's like you, you uphill spend, battle, uphill battle. You spend like you're trying to get your voice heard in like a crowded, crowded space. And then there's the other. Again, this isn't part of this story, but again, I have seen people talking about this strict NDAs that game dev has, where like mm-hmm. you can be doing concept art for a game, you're fucking NDA'd out the wazoo. You get let go. You can't use any of that as like resume or like job hunting stuff. It's just yeah. It's miserable out there. It sucks. <laughs> oh, boy. I just want game devs to be safe and yeah. happy and make me sweet games so then I can be excited about them on this podcast. Yeah. I want to pay them directly. Yeah, well. If yeah, I... We have, like, a, a way of just paying them directly for the, the, the good times that we've had. <laughs> 
So, I just, again, obviously the idea situation is like, all those suits up on high. Yeah. Taking some responsibility. Yep. Potential. If, if, if Maybe it, fucking falling on the sword. <laughs> Like, come on. If this if this whole thing is like the mismanagement bungle that it sounds like, of course. maybe some management should be exactly consequences. Like I but said, no, that's not the world we live in. On the goddamn sword. Instead we lay off yeah, the workers. The ones who are passionate about the projects, the ones who make these games happen, the ones who get them over the line, yep. who believe in them, who love them. We here at Dialogue Options firmly believe eat the ridge. Fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> eat the ridge. Eat the ridge. Roll out the guillotines. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, time. No. Yeah, but it is it's such a it's such a fucking horrible situation. And it's messy and dis- and mess and murky to talk about. Yep. But it's just this year has been such a great year to play games, but just a really bad year to make them. Yep. And that sucks. Yep. And like it just especially sucks that I want to go into next month being excited for fucking Keeley's game awards, but like we know he's not going to say anything. He might, he might, though. I don't know. I'm really curious. Mm, I, I'm, mm, yeah. Look. I don't know. I'm curious. But either way, like, even if he does, it doesn't matter. It's not going to make a difference. It's true, but it would be nice to have him use that, yes, that, it would be that nice. platform it would to be, do something about it. It would be nice to have him use that platform. But um, we've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with this story going, going forward. But yeah, just obviously it's been a bad year in general. But specifically in Destiny, the community is like, taking this badly of course because the community was already you know up in arms a lot of the time about how destiny is functioning at the moment bugs are frequent microtransactions are you know aggressive seasons are okay like this season was okay the previous two have been pretty meh story from lightfall which was one of the things i came i came back to destiny because i'm like the lore is great the storytelling though subtle is strong and then lightfall Mm. just pissed it all away and they've started to rebuild, but like they shouldn't have had to have because yeah. Witch Queen launched them, and then even even in the in the the meh seasons last year, at least I was interested in the storytelling. Yeah, hasn't really been the case this year until like the most recent season. Um, and obviously the community is like, yeah, they they're pushing back against this, like refunds on Final Shape, all this sort of stuff. So it'd be interesting to see what happens going forward. To see when we're going to find out about this final shape delay, I imagine in a Game Awards trailer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Though it does seem like a thing that Bungie sort of... With how this story is broken, I fully expect Bungie to get out ahead of it. Yeah, and have a, a fucking roadmap. If they're ready to put people on the fucking chopping block, they should have a roadmap out of this. But then mm. again, who fucking knows? Yeah, because again, there was a, the, the post they put up today on Destiny, this week in Destiny, post is very vague. Mm-hmm. We now, They talk about how they've got 650 dedicated teammates pouring their energy and expertise into Destiny 2 for delivering its epic this, this epic moment in the final shape and subsequent episodes. But like, yeah, this, this is just... It's not a lot of anything, really. Nah. Well, it sucks. I don't know. I just, I just want, I just want game devs to be secure. I want their jobs to be secure. Yeah. I don't think it's too much to ask. I don't think so either. I fucking love video games. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and but I reckon, Karen. What do you reckon? I think that's it. <laughs> I, I can only, be, I can only be so sad. We can only be bummed out about this. Like we, are, we hit some high highs and, and then... like. Some low lows this episode. I don't know. I don't know. Like saying anything about it at this point isn't going to change anything. No. But I think it's important to acknowledge it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Spent a lot of time hyping up this year for games, but for game devs, it sucked. Yeah, and that sucks. Yes. Yep. Hundred percent. But, um, well, on that wonderful note, um, 
Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We greatly appreciate you being here for it um, because we have a lot of fun making it. Uh, We are uh, proud members of the Story Mode Gaming Network. Um, The Story Mode Podcast Network uh, featuring other such podcasts such as The Falcon for you AFL footy nuts out there. Um, it's, it's a great show as well. Uh, and also Love Letters, which uh, I've had the pleasure of being on myself a couple of times and also a, just a genuinely wonderful episode, a uh, wonderful podcast to listen to as well. I um, just hear people talking about shit that they like that really makes them happy. Um, so, yeah, if you like that kind of stuff, go check out those. Uh, and while you're over there, on all of those podcasts and ours included, please review, like, star rating, all those fun things, all the stuff that makes us happy and, and, and helps us grow as a podcast and a podcast network. So we would appreciate that as well. If you'd like to find us on uh, social media, we are on Twitter uh, at Dialogue Options, where, um, yeah, that's where um, across most sort of social, across most social media, um, we are at Dialogue Options. You can find us. We mainly operate on Twitter, but for how long? Who knows? Uh, speaking of uh, our individual Twitter accounts, if you would like to find me, I am at Jolly Mac, where um, I've just been tweeting about Spider-Man. But stay tuned, because probably next week's episode going to be a Spider-Man spoiler cast. So um, if not next week, the week after. We're just going to tee up some stuff. But um, yeah, spoiler alert for that. I fucking love the game. Karen, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where I haven't been tweeting much because most of my tweets would just be me saying, I love Alan Wake 2, and this is why. But that would also be giving away so much of the good stuff in Alan Wake 2. So, um, I mean, I did retweet the Story Mode podcast tweet from earlier this year, from when the Nintendo Direct, when I realized that it was Metro Prime Remastered, because, fuck man, work's been kicking the shit out of me. So I went back to Metroid Prime as my it's my safe zone, it's yep. my happy place. It's a blanket. And fuck, that game's so good. Like I forgot that was February this year. Yep. It's like that and Silent Hill. I'm uh, not Silent Hill. Oh, Resident yeah. Evil Four. Like yeah, that uh, I mean, RE Four was this year as well. Yeah, yeah. Dead Space was this year as well. It's Dead been Space. It's a lot of which is on Game Pass now. Like oh nice. I'm actually like oh I might I might check that out. But, but like apart from that, it's Alan Wake Two. It's all this bungee stuff. It's Spider-Man 2. And then my Samus stuff from last week when I got my Figma. So, yep. uh, play on week 2, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And get excited for us to talk about Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. But until then, uh, thank you once again for listening. Uh, and yeah, go out there, play some games, support uh, support the devs in any way, shape, form you can. If you're in a position you can give jobs to people, do that, please. Because that would be very helpful, obviously. Um, but also, like, again, I've seen people, I've seen some people say, it's like, well, I'm, I'm done in games. I'm like, oh, that hurts. That's really devastating. Yep. But, but I also can't blame them. Um, but yeah, uh, until next week, uh, enjoy yourself and have a good one.
Dialogue Options Podcast.